a place to find direction in a confusing world. That's what Crossroads Community Church is all about. And we are here to talk relevancy in your life, your week in, your week out, midweek, end of the week, weekend, whatever it might be. Welcome to Crossroads 98 Podcast with Steve and Eddie. Well, welcome, and thanks for being here. And uh, Eddie is with me right here across my desk. How you doing today, bud? Well, I survived Bible school last night, so that's a, that's a big deal for a 70-year-old. VBS is going on, and yes, that is a big deal for a 70-year-old. <laughs> the doctor and I had a contest last night, Doc Ellis. The kids wanted us to do that. Oh, so what happened? We had homemade slingshots trying to knock bottles of water off a table. Neither one of us could hit it, so finally he said throw them. So I, my first throw, I knocked a bottle, so I won. <laughs> so poor Doc Ellis, he... <laughs> I could tell he'd never been given slingshot lessons. So, oh, uh, I see. I see. It's kind of a deal. Yeah, homemade slingshots. It was now, fun. Did you make the home? The, no, no, the they had them all made. They and made we were them. throwing tennis balls instead of rocks. I so. see. Okay, so it was it was a homemade slingshot that shot tennis balls. It's the one you just like David had. You swing around your head and let go of one string, and it slings the projectile out. Man, that's that, no, that would take. Well, take when, a little practice for yeah, sure. Yeah, it'd right take a lot of practice. I could throw it straight or out with enough velocity, but I couldn't aim it. Uh, I just about. So we're not know. talking a rubber band hooked to a kind of a U no, shaped. They gave with us those later. Oh, uh, we couldn't hit nothing with them either. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking the actual hold on to the two yeah. strings with yeah. a pocket in the middle. Yeah, that, we're talking. Ancient, we're talking. We're ancient. talking. Trying to be yeah. like David. That's yeah, cool. That's sure. cool. Well, I don't know that I could do that either. In fact, I'm pretty sure I probably couldn't, for sure. It was fun. Well, that's a good time. So, uh, what, what's what been, do you know how how many we've been having? 100, over 100. Yeah. 105, 110 right in that vicinity. Well, that's that pretty area, cool. That's a good deal. That's a good response off noisy, of Noisy, very noisy. Very noisy. Yeah. <laughs> it's your 70-year-old yeah, ears. Oh, they, my. They're yeah, attentive aids, to the noise. Here, with huh? hearing aids in. Yeah. Well, I tell you, uh, kids were having fun. Uh, the first night that I was a part of it on Sunday night, and um, yeah, I, uh, Professor I, Fleming still has his ear. That, that's so a good deal. Getting whacked in the ear well, with that pie. We need so. to talk about that a little bit. They they had a, a contest where the winner was going to get to pie someone in the face, and that that was me uh, only at the originally at the at, at the time of it. And then then we had a three way tie for second, and they thought, my goodness, this is too good to miss this, and so. They recruited, with my help, Doc Ellis, Rich McPhail, and the professor, Mr. David Fleming. And uh, they sat up there, and, and David happened to be first, and old uh, young Levi Dean uh, came up, reared back, and I saw his hands go back, and I said to David, you better look out, <laughs> and then, or something. I said, easy, Levi, and about that time, man, he full force. That was coming straight for his nose, and and uh, the professor turned his head yeah. real quick, yeah. and took it all brought right yeah. in the ear, impact yeah. right into the ear. Um, and I will tell you, um, even though I, the, the, now here's the crazy thing: the winner of that contest, it was a, oh, um, well, a cornhole contest, and and each age level had a certain distance that they could throw it. So this little three-year-old. <laughs> uh, through from three foot she made like 
65 points or something like that and beat the other ones by 20 points altogether. It was great. So um, she came up. She was the one that I got, so I wasn't have to be too worried about a broken nose or anything. Yeah. But I did, I will tell you, they used whipped cream, and I smelled soured milk for the next three That's days. That's what Doc said. Doc said he smelled whipped cream. He couldn't get it out of his... No. It was impacted in the, in the, the nose. Professor said he could hear it. <laughs> he could hear that whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He could hear. He probably couldn't hear anything, honestly. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're having a great time doing crafts, doing Bible uh, studies. Tonight is the last night. This is Wednesday, uh, July the fourteenth. I think it is. Yep, all day long. And um, tonight is the last night, and uh, I'm sure that that the kids uh, will be a little bit bummed that it's going to be ended. But I yeah. think the adults are glad that it's oh, going to be sure. ended. <laughs> No, they. I, everybody that gets involved, and we have so many volunteers. Um, yeah, there was a lot of people helping with love snacks to get involved and and just enjoy doing it. And I I like the fact that it's it's Sunday through Wednesday. It gives you a little bit yeah. of a recoup time and uh, helps those kids just really enjoy. And then they're going to be those that are listening. Uh, they're going to be um, taking about a fifteen minute. Uh, stint of time uh, in this coming Sunday. worship yeah. on the second service. Second service. Yeah. So that's something that you might want to um, uh, make sure that you're here for if you'd like. But uh, they're going to be some singing some songs, talking a little bit about how things were going. So and the, the, another thing that was encouraging to see the face of Ohio Valley Gas indulge wholeheartedly in snack time. Oh, he was right in the middle of was it. Was he? Yeah, he was doing yeah. a fine job. I no. applaud him for that. What so. was the what was the snack last? Giant pretzels. Giant pretzels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, always uh, always room and time for a giant pretzel with some salt mm-hmm. and some cheese sauce. I yeah, think that's what I saw on that. I didn't too. eat one. I'd already eaten supper, so I wasn't really hungry. So Yeah, well, it's a it's Even though our friend had just um, had a big supper of fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and mac and cheese. Oh, did he now? His lovely wife would, shared that with me. I see. And then he went ahead and devoured that huge pretzel anyhow. I see. So, he does play pickleball every yeah. week, I will tell you that. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to yeah. you know, keep his legs under him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Miss um, uh, Haley Benefield has done a fantastic job in getting this uh, Vacation Bible School all set up again this year. She's under the direction uh, of, of uh, Miss Chris Benefield, uh, Mrs. Chris Benefield, our pastor of uh, Family Connections pastor. And um, I tell you, they do a great job. They really do. Well, and they do. pull it together. We've been just so blessed by them and their ministry. And um, if you happen to be listening to this, you've not, you've listened to it the first time, you've considered coming to Crossroads. Uh, you have children, know that uh, there is a great effort that goes out for That's our for children sure. uh, every week and uh, in, in a future outlook here. And so um, thanks for joining us here today in this podcast, and I'm just uh, looking forward to it. Um, I'd like to have a word of prayer as we step into kind of the meat of it and talk a little bit about Sunday, talk about the Sunday to come. And so let's do that now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. We're so grateful, so thankful that you're a God who listens, that cares, that would open up your throne of mercy and grace to the likes of us. Thank you for allowing us even to come now 
And it's because of Jesus that we can do that. We stand before you and just in awe of your majesty, the power that you hold, the, the goodness that you, that you shine. So I pray, Father, that, that you will um, be blessed by our podcast today. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will be uh, guiding us and directing us with words of wisdom and, and truth as we look into your word and talk about the relevant ways that it impacts our lives. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess you get to be a little bit of the host right now. Oh, I do. I, I do. Uh, Steve, uh, you spoke uh, Sunday and did a good job um, on being comfortably numb. And uh, it was uh, it was really good. It, 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 I think it really brought home to a lot of people, kind of helped them evaluate their own lives. Um, and it, 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 made, it, it made so much sense, actually. Because oh, I appreciate that. That's, that's the world ha- has a numbing effect on us, and just because we're followers of Christ, it doesn't mean that that we're that we're immune to that. And after a while, you get numb. I think you can look at that in a lot of different aspects. But I think about war, mm. the shock of when we went into Vietnam, and the shock of every night listening to Walter Cronkite give the body count. Oh man. First two or three weeks, after a while, you get numb to that. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. same way with uh, uh, case in points when we were in Freeport at the church and we went into uh, Afghanistan. Well, not Afghanistan, but uh, Kuwait. Oh yeah. Uh, with, while you while you guys were there, that 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 our nation did, yeah. Well, and Wednesday night we'd have five or six. Uh, we had forty after that. Oh really. For prayer meeting. Oh, yeah. And as the weeks, it dwindled and dwindled and dwindled till finally we got back to the six or eight or whatever it was. And that's, it, things have a numbing effect on us, you know, and I think uh, you talked about that. And then another thing, one of the Pauls said, to continue to renew your mind, you have to do that in life. Yeah. And uh, in your message, that's what you, you kind of, you brought to our attention, actually. So, uh, good text. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And you asked, you know, the questions you asked has sin hardened your heart, and have you uh, become comfortably numb? I think it's a valid question, and uh, that's what we try to do every Sunday is get people to that point where they have to think a little bit and answer uh, some questions in their own heart because, that, in all reality, it's between them and God. Mm-hmm. It could just be them and God in the sanctuary. We need, we would nobody else to have to be there. All so right. that's. Yeah, that's pretty much how I see it that way. Yeah. So, well, one, you know, as we had had gone in, as I'd been preparing and, and really praying about the this the uh, the sermon and what to bring and how to bring it, one thing that really came up and it, it was just so unique. How uh, I love how the Holy Spirit works in in His great wisdom, and as if as we pour into Him and ask for that wisdom, He's He's willing to to give it to us as if we're willing to submit ourselves into that mm-hmm. authority, right? So as I was doing that and, and thinking about how he wanted to bring that relevancy um, to our lives, I, I kept thinking about some of the things that we numb, some of the things that we numb, some of the things that we numb. And, mm-hmm. and it was you know physical, and sometimes it was the way we mentally do it or the way that we... Uh, just allow things to come and all of a sudden I was looking down at the paper and I, I'm like something I've numbed 
S-I-N, sin, mm-hmm. something I've known. And, and it came yeah, out, and I thought, yeah, oh, that's... my goodness, Lord, you're so good about how that you have brought me along in this process of doing it. You know, and when we talk about sin, that, that numbing effect that we have with our lives, if we're not attentive, if we don't, are not paying attention, then, then that truly is going to sneak up on us. And, you know, and, I, and I brought up the text. It was Hebrews, uh, the third chapter, uh, 12 through 14. I'll just read it again. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Wow, what a promise. Mm -hmm. So first, if you look at that 12, verse 12, it talks about not not, not having an evil heart. 13 talks about not hardening our hearts, uh, dulling our reflexes is, is how the message puts it. And then 14 is, talks about keep faithful to the end so that you will be, receive the reap the blessings just mm-hmm. as Jesus Christ, you know, what you will receive uh, as Christ. Share in all that belongs to Christ. Share yeah. in all that belongs to Christ. So it goes through the gamut there from the very beginning to the middle of the and the mundane of the of the ins and outs of every day as a Christian, and then to the end, mm-hmm. finish it strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it, it's a it's a big deal because and and then on Sunday I did say, I I did really feel like uh, the Lord was asking me to make sure that if there was an unbeliever there that 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 had never received a chance to receive Jesus, that they would also have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that the gospel, the the ABCs, if you'd like, uh, mm-hmm. the admitting, believing, uh, admitting I'm a sinner, believing that that Christ is the Lord, that one can that He can be the only one that can save us from our sins, and then confessing our sins. And so, uh, praise the Lord. Um, well, but, uh, you, and one of the things you you quoted Billy Graham, and that was it's profound. And I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that same statement in a few weeks. Billy said, "Feelings aren't reliable to t- test the truth." Mm. Man, how profound that is! Yeah, especially like right now, it's a good example, isn't it, in our day and age? Because as I get into Ecclesiastes, that, that's how Solomon tried to live on feelings of pleasure. Yeah, and feelings are neither good nor bad; they're just there. But that really puts the icing on the cake to that. You can't use them to test the truth because it's the fact of how many times in the morning. The time to go to work and you wake up. In all honesty, if you felt like it, you'd roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> right. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and it's the same way, being honest. There are some Sunday mornings I'm struggling. I just soon stay home. Right. And, but if that's that's not that's not the way it works. Give me a donut, put me up in the balcony, and let somebody else well, get up there. <laughs> it's, it's like my, it's one of my favorite jokes. Mom goes to the <laughs> stairway of her grown son and said, Hey, son, you got to get up. It's time for church. He said, I don't want to go. She says, You have to. You're the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is, and I think that's funny with, with us in, in, in pastor world. We, we live in a different arena, so to speak. Mm. And I think people that come to church, and, and it's impossible for them to see it from our perspective, but 
I think it would scare our people if they knew how human we really were. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, for sure. But I think also at the same time, the the responses that I've had, especially about you, because you're bringing the word uh, most often, is that that people say that you know one thing I love about Eddie is he's real. He's real. Well, that's a compliment. Because sometimes, because sometimes, pastors, I've seen certain pastors. You know, they 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 don't look like they're touchable. They're they're that 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 they're speaking from a place that is relevant to the people around them. And if you can't do that as a speaker and a pastor uh, and and be able to touch their lives, then it then it real there really is a disconnect of some sort. Now the spirit will yeah, still be able I, yeah, to work. Exactly. But but I just I want to give you that um, because it is a, it is a compliment from the Lord that that he's used you in a way to to be real here and and I think that that's what's one thing that that is very unique about Crossroads, is that the melting pot that we are represents so many different lives, and that we're on this journey together. <laughs> and we, you know, we say we don't, but we stereotype. I mean, we first started running. I went to a conference in Indianapolis. I don't even remember what it was, but we were dressed like this, jeans, and you know, this guy comes in and. Uh, his he had gold glasses on. Oh, gold! Gold! Oh, the gold whole frames rimmed. were gold. Oh, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> a giant gold necklace. What? With a, a cross, probably three or four inches long. Oh my god! Hair slicked back. I'm not. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying what this guy was wearing. Okay. Uh, real. He had really. I don't know what the shoes were. They were really nice, expensive shoes. Oscar Delava. Delava. Two rings on each hand and a Rolex watch. Oh, no. what? <laughs> Good night. And he sat down kind of in the same row. We we were, there was a, a, a lot of difference between uh, us, but it was just, you know, you, you don't want to stereotype people, but it's the perception that, you know, that you give off. It's like Tony Campolo said, I don't want to get off on a side note, but one of the things he would say in some of the conferences that I was at or attended, he'd talk about this, about us as leaders and pastors and he would ask the question if Jesus Christ was on earth today and drove would he drive a new Mercedes mm. mm-hmm. well the question was no mm-hmm. he'd drive a nice car maybe get him around reliable but he wouldn't go mm-hmm. to the extreme mm-hmm. and and I think and I think I think that's the way way it is with us to not to go to the extreme that you place yourself over people to mm-hmm. a degree so I, well, I, and I, I so so case in point just to kind of bring it back to the relevancy of of the sermon the the numbness can seep into pastors as well oh. as you roll through right you roll through and you're like okay well all right you, you know kind of listen it where is your ear attuned what are you listening to how are you being affected and sometimes the numbing to for instance the sermon on the mount just go to the sermon on the mount my goodness gracious, Jesus brings it out. And, and here we look at all of the things that he's placed out there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you know what? If I want to ground myself again uh, and remind myself of who Jesus is and yeah. how he wants us to, to move forward and how to not to be so comfortably numb that we need to, okay, let's go back there for an example. You know, there's the scriptures are, are full, but the, the key to this whole thing the reason why I believe that God brought this message to us is that we are to stay in the Word. 
when we stay in the Word, we're reminded of the truths. When we're reminded of the truths, mm-hmm. then we can go out and live the way that He is according wants us to live accordingly, <laughs> right? To His His truth yeah. and His will. Well, and then, like you said, with leaders, sometimes maybe it's just not pastors, but. They get to a certain level that I think their ego kicks in. Oh yeah, and they think they're special oh. more more so than anybody else. Yeah. It's like that that pastor that big church in California went to Russia with us for the revival fires. He thought because of his position he could tell the head guy what to do. Oh, so <laughs> so we were in Rome at the Vatican and we was getting ready to go to the catacombs, and uh, this guy. Told Cecil, the, the leader of the group, was part owner of the company that, or the ministry that took us. He said, "Well, you'll wait for me." And Cecil said, "No, we're not waiting for you." <laughs> he said, "He said, if you're not here at such and such a time, we're leaving without you." He said, "No, you won't. You know who I am." Oh, we left him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to get a taxi and find us. And well, he was mad. He was all red faced oh. when he got there. So, well. he, but he learned his lesson on that. That. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna be the boss. So it was just kind of funny. Sometimes what goes around comes around. You know, I tell you, there's so, a lot of different numbing effects. There's a lot of different ways that our hearts can be hardened, and uh, and I think it's so important. And it, it'll sneak up. I, I mentioned that uh, on Sunday. Uh, Satan is is so cunning. Oh my! Um, yeah, he's... and he's so sneaky that it'll sneak up. He'll he'll. He'll bring it into our lives in a, in a way that we didn't even recognize. Well, I thought happened. it was interesting you talked about Novocaine at the dentist. Most people, vast majority, want want it to be numb. And like you said, you tried it once. Mm-mm. Oh, it's no, not and good. That, and, and Satan has a way. He's a he's a, 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 a he's almost perfect in injecting that Novocaine in you, and and that's Novocaine sand, and mm-hmm. you're numb to that, and you think it's all right. Yeah. And it gives, it goes, uh, we talk about this a lot because it's such a part of the, the, the life of a believer. We have got in our minds so built up that grace will cover everything that we know if we sin that God's going to forgive us. But, but what what's left out of the equation is the consequences. Mm-hmm. He don't get you. I have never, he's never got me out of any consequences I've created. He went through it with me. He yeah. forgave me. But whatever that was, it's, it stayed. It wasn't erased. It wasn't taken away. It's like people that uh, commit crime and go to jail. Yeah, God forgives them, and he'll be right with them in the jail, but he's not going to open the jail cell for them like he did Paul or Peter. Right, right, because they were in there for another reason. That it's was a because whole they different, were being that's a whole martyred. You've got to pay the piper. Right. You know, you, 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 what is that? You, you do the crime, you do the time. Yeah. It's just almost across the board the way it is with sin as well. Yeah, you can commit all the sin you want. We're free moral agents, but then we got to pay the piper, so to speak. And you're, you're not getting out of it. And, I, I, and think about how that oozes into others, people, other people's lives. We, we get so selfish. It all comes from a selfish nature. And we allow certain things to sneak into our lives because we don't want to have to deal with this or that. It becomes less... Uh, black and white becomes more gray, becomes that numbing, and we have that tendency to then, if we were to sin, and we've talked about that mm-hmm. before here on podcast, that that sin does not just affect us; that will trickle to those around us, the people that are watching us, people that are are well, part of our family, and and it trickles. It trickles. I call it the ripple effect. You yeah, throw a rock in the water. 
Yeah, and they wow it. it. And I always use this as an example. I don't know why if somebody commits adultery. It affects you, affects your spouse, your kids, your church, the other and, family, and and it and it just keeps going out and out and out. And that one one time, that one act, uh, that's the consequences of that sin. Right. So no, it was, yeah, it was a, it was uh, that was good, Steve. Well, thank it, you. It, it I appreciate was, it. Well, we hope that that uh, in through this process of 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 talking about this and understanding that we have such an important factor with and it starts with us that that the holy spirit will be relevant and yes it is uh, uh a especially in the mundane right we get we get idle and our idle hearts and hands they they find ways to be tempted mm-hmm. and we and we've got to be just so careful and so yeah. we uh we Hope that um, keeping you aware of things like this will keep you attentive to that. So, well, Pastor, and we're going back in yep. uh, Sunday, going back into to Hebrews okay. as well. Yeah, okay. And uh, the title of the message is "How Well Do You Follow the Leader." So that's funny. We was talking about leadership, and uh, that's kind of where we're, we're we're going on on that. In every area of life, leadership is essential to chart the way, uh, light the light the way, and uh, lead the way. But sometimes we find our confidence and leadership shaken. Boy, is that that's an yeah. understatement. We wonder if we haven't gone blindly down the wrong road following some uh, persuasive Pied Piper to our destruction. So that's kind of kind of the intro. And it, you know, you, you talk about leadership, and um, I'm sure that that boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal for days that was on that captain. I don't know what happened, but he got mm. sideways and he should have stayed straight, mm-hmm. you know. So it was stuck for messed that messed the world up that's, for a while. That's, you that's know, a lot of business that's not being <laughs> happening. It, it's it, it's it's following wrong leadership sometimes. It it's it's like it, it's like Fred Diane's brother-in-law. He kept telling me, "Dad said that's getting dark. We don't have lights on this boat over at Mill Creek." <laughs> Fred says, we need to go in. No, he said, we'll be fine. I know I'm the captain of the ship. I know exactly where we're going. Oh, Fred said he, his dad, it got pitch dark. and He opened that boat up, and they were full blast. And F- Fred said all at once he felt willow things on his face. Oh my. And the next thing he knew, they were 12 feet up on the bank. They Come went, <laughs> on. You've they got did, to be They kidding. didn't hit any trees. But he said, that, said Oh, he said they like never got that boat back in the water. But... So oh there, my that was, goodness! <laughs> I've never heard this story. Oh my! Of course, Fred said he knew they were. He said his dad was a, was wild that way. He he was the captain. He knew what he well. You see what happened? They they were just fortunate they didn't hit a tree. Oh no, kidding! Because there's trees on that bank of that. Yeah, river, my the, goodness. The lake, but uh, so it's from the fall of the Roman Empire to the fall of the televangelist empire, the thing that makes poor leadership is often power that has gone to their heads. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what happened. You know, and I, you know, part of the, the, the headings, the highlights, how to use spot leadership as an error. Of course, Jesus did with the Pharisees in verses 1 and 2. Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders for they do not wash their hands when they eat bread and of course he goes into that and then he one of the things about Jesus he if he didn't hammer sinners 
but he sure hammered these guys mm. because they were it was poor leadership. They was leading. They they took the ten commands and added six hundred fourteen more commands. And if you get into that, they are. It'll make your hair stand on end. You just you didn't read that part, or you didn't know that about them. But they they had they had given themselves absolute power. If they wanted something in your house, they had the authority to just come in and take it because hmm. they were the Pharisees. I mean, it's, it's some, there's some more sordid things to that, but it, it's just you know it, it's just wild, and they were so obsessed. And they had it was almost OCD, uh, excessive compulsive disorder, with the things with as following the law and on and on and on. So you know, with the Pharisees, the problem is they put the tradition of men on equal footing with the commandments of God. That what they said was was just as important or more yeah. important than what God said. The law. You know, I I made some there's some points there. The remainder of Matthew's account outlines three patterns found in ungodly leadership. First. Human opinion is honored above the word of God. And boy, you know, I think we've seen that over and over. He talks about that in verses 3 through 6. And then second, hypocrisy prevails over authenticity. Jesus continues his rebuke. You hypocrites, this is verse 7. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching on doctrines the precepts of men. Hmm. And then thirdly, self-imposed rigidity is expressed rather than God-ordained sensitivity, where they were rigid. They, um, their, their eyes, spiritual eyes, you know, were, were completely blind. And it, how do we handle leadership that is in error? <laughs> I like this. In verse 14, Jesus said, let them alone, walk away. Let them just don't listen to them. That's <laughs> and then he talks about response to God-appointed leadership, and I'm not going to go into it. But that's kind of where we're going on that, you know. And the extreme is that uh, we don't listen to anybody but ourselves. That's right. you know that's the problem with that. And you, you we listen to Christ, but then he tells us that. In the whole scheme of things, that he's appointed, anointed people to pastor churches and to lead, and the people within the context of that church should listen to them, because we're going to stand in front of God and give an account of how we pastor. It's on us. It is, and that, that you know that's it's a huge, huge so, calling. It is. Verse seven, Hebrews thirteen, where we're at. Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. You know, we should model our leaders, and that's what goes back to what we were talking about What before, is how important uh, it is for us to leave a godly example. And that's, that's the responsibility we have as leaders. It's a, it's a heavy burden, but nonetheless, that's... That's the way it is. So, and then when you talk about being real and human, uh, you have to be careful not to cross that line, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it says, consider the result of their conduct. The word consider means to look up a subject, to investigate, and to observe accurately. And I guess I think about examples uh, in life that uh, here uh, in. And Sullivan would 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 be our brother Jim Sparks. Yeah, yeah he left a, a great 
a great example, you know. Yeah, he sure did. And in verse 17, Hebrews, uh, what was that, 13? Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. You know, and I, I talk about the, the fact as, as leaders, uh, I don't know uh, if a lot of people understand that with us, when they hurt, we hurt. You know, we've lost a lot of sleep at night praying and being concerned about people mm-hmm. within the context of the body, the flock, if you will. Yeah. You know. Well, then, you know, there's. Uh, I'm going to end up with, with three lasting principles, you know. Um, one, it's unbiblical to support wrong leadership, no matter how sincere it may sound. Two, it is unwise to be recognized no leadership, no matter how comfortable it seems to feel. And then three, it is unprofitable to resist right leadership, no matter how painful it may be. So that's kind of where we're going with that. Okay. I think it's interesting in, in Hebrews, they take you, uh, they, you go from one subject to another, it seems like. <laughs> you do. From marriage mm-hmm. to material possessions and now to leadership. Yeah. And he's covering, uh, the writer Quite the uh, gamut. in Hebrews is covered the gamut. You're right. He's covering all the bases. Yeah, it's so pretty awesome. Uh, Hebrews um, has been a wonderful book to be able to go through, and and uh, appreciate you leading us through it. Um, you know, God is God is at work here, uh, and and I love the fact that I see the new individuals that are coming. I see the response from people. Um, whether whether they're they're coming down front or whether they're they're um, uh, speaking to us and during the week and and they're they're be, they are being attentive they are understanding that God is pursuing them and I mm-hmm. love it and young couples that are coming in and pursuing God and yeah, with their families it is exciting I, it is you know and the, the thing is you kind of go through a lull sometimes and you think nothing's happening and then all at once God brings these new people in and because we you know we've been concerned we've talked about this a lot about after covid of people coming back Mm -hmm. and uh, some people still have a comeback but nonetheless i it doesn't mean that you don't miss them but boy this this influx of new people is really exciting to me so it is and and mixed with those that have been here for for many many years and uh and those that have come and have, have established themselves in the last five, let's mm-hmm. say, and and we all make up the body. These are precious people, and you that are listening, uh, most of you are a part of, of the body here at Crossroads, and we just want to let you know that you are important and so thankful for being a part of mm-hmm. uh, the work here. Um, at crossroads and and then those that are not a part of direct community and but have been uh, maybe a part of us in the past or or uh, wherever you may be now that lo- the lord is at work in your life let him continue to shine through and uh, you be that leader that god has called you to be in your own circle mm-hmm. whether it's Amen. one other person or 1500 god is at work let him continue to do that great work that he has started in you so that he'll finish it yep well pastor won't you have a word of prayer for us thanks god for loving us and i always say this putting up with us sometimes because sometimes we're not 
we're not real obedient and we're not uh, maybe what you want us to be that day but uh, you still love us and you still encourage us and uh, hopefully we become more and more like you Lord and we think about the, the Steve's message and uh, being comfortably numb that we be aware of that today Holy Spirit as you speak to our hearts and as we look uh, to this Sunday on going back into the, later on in Hebrews as far as leadership and how we view leaders and do we pray for our leaders? Do we encourage them? Do mm -hmm. we support them? Um, do we believe in them? You know, that's that's huge. So uh, you might give us some insight uh, on that as well, yes. Lord. And uh, we realize that not all leaders are what they're supposed to be. So um, I just pray that we might be aware and astute uh, to you, Holy Spirit, as you guide, direct, and as you warn us, mm -hmm. uh, as what we hear and what we see, to really uh, check that against your word to make sure that it's 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 uh, right. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for today, Lord, and bless all those that listen. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, a wonderful time with you here today, Pastor, and thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for coming on in and and um, listening to us and spending some time with uh, Eddie and I and, and uh, we do enjoy this it gives us a chance to dig a little deeper um, in on not just say 25 minutes with everyone but but um, get a little bit more of a chance uh, in, in some specifics of, of an everyday life and so thank you for joining us we'll be back again next week a little bit differently and we're going to, have to work that out a little bit pastor because i'll be gone on on um uh, speaking at a church camp yeah but um i might be able to to zip away for a little bit and uh, come and do that maybe hit some other relevant parts of what i've got to do in each and every other week that uh, is going on here but until then we'll say goodbye for now and thank you again for joining us god bless you and we'll see you